0: Welcome
1: back to class, everyone. Oh, my God. What's your name this week? Um, I don't have a name. Oh, he is one without name. I am the thing. The thing. The mind. Just Los the- Spiritos. <laughs> Just like this gaseous form with this, yeah, yeah, literally a uh, being just wrinkles. You're just a floating. Wrinkle. I'm just
0: one with the world right now.
1: Yeah, and I'm your confused professor, Ricky. I just and, got out
0: of the matrix.
1: You <laughs> Just get out of the matrix. <laughs> I'm I'm confused because this past weekend I was hopping around the city having some fun, and we were talking about Uber rides, and I had one where this guy was like just pissed that I was in his Uber, which was weird to me because that's your entire business model is to have people. In your car. Right. And he's like forcing conversation. He didn't want to have like, so uh, where are you guys coming from? I'm like, we cannot do this. Like, You can earn five stars with no mouth moving. <laughs> yeah.
0: In fact, that is preferable in most cases.
1: I, I don't mind it. Like, where are you heading to? And I say, this isn't a taxi. You can just look at the app. Yeah. Everything's cool. You already know where we're going. But... Yeah. That's kind of the entire <laughs> 21st century business model. It seems like he was an older fella. So maybe he was just like, one of those grouchy old men, just like fucking millennials. I'm sure here. he
0: was just, you know, looking for some human interaction.
1: Yeah, maybe true. some
0: connection.
1: You're right. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't give him such maybe a harsh. Maybe you're an asshole. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm the bad guy. I shouldn't give him such a harsh <laughs> criticism of, it. maybe he had a long day. He's yeah. just one too many people threw up in the back seat, and he's just like, I'm done. If I get one more 20 to 30-something-year-old in the back of my car, I'm going to freaking lose it, and... Here I walk up, like the bad guy, right. into his car. He was just hoping for someone who knew every word to all Bruce Springsteen. And right. here I am out here like just vibing a little nas or something like that. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. But, uh, like you know, 21st century Ubers, you win some, you lose some. But speaking of public transportation, eh, well, more private transportation, we have a show today that is the talk of the town. In a big way, but again, this may be one that me and Ethan are kind of on the other ends with. Yeah, yeah, we
0: are diametrically opposed on this show, and um, and it's crazy because everyone in the Discord that I we've seen that have watched it, enjoyed it. Um, this is odd.
1: Taxi we're talking about. Yes, a two thousand twenty-one uh, current seasonal anime from I think Pics P I C S or something like that some I don't know, something like that. But, um, yeah. Sounds we, irrelevant enough to do something like this. Exactly. Right, right, It's It's definitely... Niche. For, for niche. For lack of a better term, it's an odd aesthetic show. It's an odd narrative show. Yeah. But something about it for me really struck some serious chords, though. And with Ethan, maybe, what did you think about this?
0: Yeah, like, I mean, overall, I was extremely bored. <laughs> whoa. Um... I, d- I honestly didn't think it did really a whole lot super well. I'll be honest. I think the aesthetic was really good, and
1: I, I think that the yeah. the op is brawlic. Oh yeah, it's very jazz hop kind of. Yeah, rich, really, really solid, really chill. So I but, mean, uh, yeah, gonna have to gonna have to dig into this one because yeah. you'll notice the last and and you know diligent students will pick this one out pretty quick. The last two, including this one and last one. That we've done, we've kind of sat on opposite ends of the spectrum here about our takeaways from these shows, and there seems to be a common thread here, Ethan. What's that? The elephants in the room, oh, the tigers, you, you like little the walrus. animals. What do you, dude? You like, love little animals, bangs. We, we want to do this right now? It's no, like, I, guess. I don't mind them, and they seem to be a sticking point with you, which, again, Look, if I wanted to watch animals banging, I'd watch National Geographic. Gosh darn it. And and you know what? Or Discovery. You are entitled to that opinion. Actually, frankly, I'm in your camp on that one. (laughs) I don't really particularly like to see animals banging all the time like Nat Geo. Right, right, right. right. But this is a show that used those, uh, that had that narrative and visual choice to use animals. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see much gore. I didn't see much sexual shit. I think there was one maybe scene, maybe where you kind of had like a sexual situation with the use of animals in this show. Other than that, but nine on all fronts. So this is why I'm curious is like, okay, it wasn't the animals doing that kind of explicit stuff. So uh, where is it?
0: I don't know if the animals is necessarily my issue with this. They just, this was, it felt like such a dull show. Like there was zero spice to it. In my opinion, it was like, it could not have been more transparent Okay. I felt
1: really so the uh, so me showing you the theory and we'll get into spoilers later. You caught that early,
0: yeah. I mean, like really? I said, we me and Patrick uh, Pat Bot had watched it. Yeah, um, pretty much the first time they met the cops, I was on your theory train. Okay, because it was just like too weird.
1: I I, I had. <laughs> I had that theory in my mind, and I'm like, no, I didn't entertain it. I'm like, it doesn't make sense, until I started seeing the little things here and there. Yeah, and
0: there was a lot, There's too much like, how can you tell them apart? Right. Yeah, I know, that kind of stuff. It's yeah, just like, so that's
1: weird. We will, this is going to be another one of the spoiler-heavy ones, so we'll let you know when we're about to hit Spoiler City USA, but let's hit you with the top level. We got ourselves a walrus taxi driver named Hiroshi Odakawa. And he is, Uh. (laughs) he's my, dude, he is my fucking spirit animal, man. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck in the best way. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of dug that. He's like, he, but he's a taxi driver. He gives no shits. He's a taxi driver in Tokyo. Like, you have to give no shits. Imagine of all the shit he deals with. Though right? we
0: do need a lot. We could t- easily use his help on our uh, Tokyo Geogre- GeoGuessers.
1: Oh, dude, he would be the ringer. Yeah. He would be the guy. Five minutes? Nah. 30 seconds. Literally just. Uh, there's a sign Up, oh, I know where we are
0: That's the store yeah, Perfect You know, that's the store Next to that one beer place That one time that I went to I dropped off that llama Or whatever the fuck There's a bath near there <laughs>
1: Yeah, right Yeah, that's the 7-Eleven Over in Saitama Prefecture Yeah Yeah, no big deal Yeah, I know where that is I was there on Tuesday But, um Yeah, and it, I think The first thing I liked About this show Is that a lot of the The drive and the conflict And the Narrative push was centered around the nexus point of a taxi driver, which to me makes a lot of sense just from a top-level thing because like, taxi drivers see and hear a lot of shit from people. And you almost don't really think, kind of with my segue at the beginning, those kind of drivers, they almost feel a little invisible. You may talk about shit you may not intentionally want to talk around other people, but taxi drivers, Uber drivers that kind of have like that, I don't know, not really their presence, they're kind of just doing a job. Um, Yeah. I've
0: had some pretty (laughs) tactless friends that were like semi drunk, just say way too much in front of, you know, uh, Uber drivers. I'm like, all right, guys, let's wait till we get back.
1: Guys, read the Honda. Like, (laughs) this is not the place to talk about. Odyssey boys. (laughs) Yeah. This Kia soul isn't the place to talk about what you're about to talk about.
0: And, to that end, this they- Tesla X with <laughs> his dog in the front seat is not
1: the right place for this. That seems very specific. You look in the Uber <laughs> yeah. luxury lately, the Uber black? Is that what you We've done doing? it once. Oh, okay. Yeah, just feeling that highlight a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but
0: for some reason, his dog was in the front seat. So this is real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, word. Okay, okay. All of my bad Uber experiences were in Philadelphia.
1: Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I've been to Philadelphia once or twice now and can confirm. Nothing against the city. Something against the Uber driver. Admittedly. Uh, yeah. Admittedly. Big
0: issues with them. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so using... Hey a ta- man, do you work out? <laughs> what the... F- Wait, why ask me that? Hold on, hold on. Someone asked you that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is a tangent I kind of want to hear. Uh, there's no
0: story to it. It's it just... was like out of the fucking blue, this huge dude. He was like a big guy. <laughs> and we had all the seats taken, so I had to sit in the front. And he was like... Talking to us about sports and stuff, and he's like, "Do you play sports?" I'm like, well, "What the fuck are you talking
1: about, man?" Statistically, probably. Yeah. Like, what do you what are you doing right now? It's like I have in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've sports t- once or twice in my day, sir. <laughs> I was sports bald. Yep. Scored those touch pars. Um. But uh, yeah. So I mean, using a taxi driver as a narrative hook is not anything revolutionary. Uh, I imagine there's other narratives that do something similar. Um. I can't, nothing really comes to mind in my mind right now. There's a,
0: actually a show on Netflix about a late night ramen diner. Pretty cool. Which is essentially the same thing.
1: Same, same shtick. You okay. Know, late night people talk about shit, you know? I like that. See? And it's, so it's not- Barbers. Complete, barbers, yeah. There's probably a lot of professions that- Salon just, places. Yeah. I feel like that's another profession that like- they Preach, just, bitch. Yeah. Preach. Some therapy going on for free. I yeah. Mean, yeah, so it I liked I liked that aspect of it. It made a lot of sense, though the one one small interesting knock I'll give that Odakawa as a character seemed really, really intuitive. Like as a walrus being, essentially. Like he wanted to uh, like kind of inject himself into the things he's starting to web together, right? And he seemed that was, I guess, one of my problems is he goes
0: from like pretending like he wants nothing to do with it, and yeah. then just getting like way too
1: involved. Yeah, and that, like I, I think there were the events in the story to make him want to get involved, but it came too little too late. There's also like a strange lack of
0: cast. You think so? I, I, I really I thought... didn't feel like there's that many people. If you think about it,
1: I'm thinking of like ten dozen, maybe a dozen people for fourteen episodes. Like sure. Um but I will say, and you we could talk about whether this is true or not. I was getting real Durarra vibes from what they're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. And Patrick okay. said that as well. He's like, they clearly want to be Durrara, but
0: they're not even anywhere close. Right. So I can respect the try,
1: but it def I don't know if it it, it couldn't achieve what Durara managed to do, which is just absolute brilliance. But they they went for it. They went for kind of this mystery element in a the greater Tokyo area they had this the animal spin to everything which fine um but they also had the taxi driver be the nexus point where people were coming in and out of his cab and he started to piece together but he was also kind of forcibly thrust into it you know like in the in the beginning when he was held at gunpoint by Dob- uh, dobu yeah and he was kind of like kind of forced to be involved so I can at least give him a pass for suddenly getting really involved because it's like, and all the way through it, he's like, I really, really don't want to fucking do this. Like, I really don't. But at the same time, he really seem to put in some serious effort into all that. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's
0: just like my issue is he acts like he wants nothing to do with it. And then he's just like, like, I, I really don't see, you know, like if, if, Shirakawa and him had been dating for a while or something. That would have made sense. Yeah, but it's like barely the embers of a relationship in the beginning. And he's just like, "No, nah, I'm gonna get her entire debt erased. I'm gonna get involved in these insanely bad crimes for no reason. Right? I'm gonna yeah. cover up this crime. Yeah, I'm gonna put other people in harm's way. Like it was just so like willfully, <laughs>
1: like unabashedly crazy." <laughs> and- I don't even think it was necessarily, I could at least, again, give him a pass on him getting involved. It's like, fuck, like, they, put, they drug me into this. I'm going to try to do what I can to get myself out. He was a little too big brain about his execution in some of this stuff. Like, he was really, like, keeping the web together. Like, the, he would make these, like, three, four, five multi part step moves that just, like, made things end super neat for him and it would all clean up for him. I'm like, this is some serious big brain shit and almost unbelievably big brain for a taxi driver like in my head.
0: Well, I mean I think I would have made similar-ish plays but, but like you have to remember he has literally all the information and nobody else does.
1: And then yeah, so I think that that might be the hi- one of the highlights of the show for me. Information
0: is king, young man.
1: It is. Content is king. Information is Queen? Queen. Sure. Get it, Queen. Yeah. Sly. So <laughs> Queen Slay. So that is one part of this I liked is that he could play every side because every side kind of like just had a piece of the pie. This dude was munching on the whole damn thing. Exactly. And, and it was really, really cool to see, like but and he also recognized like he doesn't know I know this other thing. Or
0: though he like unnecessarily involved way too many people.
1: How do you figure? Like I hippo
0: mean, boy, he should have just said this guy wants to actually kill you, like bail.
1: Yeah. Instead that, of like putting balance. him in harm's way. Yeah, that's a good like, point. Like
0: he got really lucky that Dobu is not really that bad of a guy.
1: Yeah, do- like Dobu could have waxed him there. Yeah. Yeah. And that would it would have been that would have been it. So I, I I don't know. You're right. But um kind of what these crimes are involved, you have what's also weird, you have like two sides of the same underground gang situations seem to be fighting against each other the dichotomy of the two uh, conflicting forces are all kind of under the same umbrella organization like what it's just a rivalry between yano and dabu at the Uh, end of the
0: day like uh yeah but it's kind of I i think that's super reasonable because yano is the like young gun Right? Like, the younger... he, he, uh, Dabu literally calls him his junior. Oh, right, yeah. And, like, for him to try to get over on a senior, like, that's extra bad in Japan.
1: Oh, that's a fair point. Okay. Uh, I'll take that. And we've shown Dabu's actually been at, at the game for, like, a decade of change. Because he... There are moments where he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't really cared about this X things for, like, 15 years. And he's clearly been doing this for a while. so. Yeah, so you have two warring individuals, each with their own underlings. So they must be high up enough to have like folks in the pocket, you know. Um, like Dabu has basically some cops in his pocket. Yano basically has traditional gangsters.
0: Sickie Gucci.
1: Yes, the polar bear in a Russian tracksuit, which was rad as fuck. Um, Too sick. Yano basically, I wanted to put his head in a blender because this rapping. I hated it. Okay, he had. I'll admit. He had a couple
0: bars, I'll say. It. Well, he got lucky that they started playing like good, like hip hop beats behind him. Yeah, that actually, because if that, if he had no backing track, pure acapella,
1: it'd be awful. Yeah, at least with every time he spoke, they gave him a hip hop beat or like just basically a hook, and it works sometimes, hit or miss, mostly miss. But when it hit, it hit, it hit pretty good. Um, I guess let's talk characters. Maybe we got to do it that way. The the raw raw treatment, which again. It's kind of like a poor man's dara, but in a zoo because it's all animals. So,
0: a very um, poor man.
1: Yeah. So, and like again, a guy who
0: can only afford porridge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Real poor. Yeah. So, we have Odakawa, the walrus in the middle, and he kind of is, he's seeing a doctor at the moment. Uh, Gori, Gori- Goriki, I think yeah, Gori-ki. Goriki. And Goriki is seems
0: to be like sort of a, Neurologist in some regards because all you see is head scans.
1: Yeah, they, and they called him a GP at some point, so a general practitioner. So he must just be a general doctor. At the, that's maybe whatever. That's what they call. I don't him. recall that, but
0: you know, Ricky's smarter than me. So well, I mean,
1: <laughs> I barely
0: watched the shows. Uh, it was very hard for me to watch. I watched
1: every beat. This this shit was crazy.
0: Um, I, it was not that good, man. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Uh, um, anyway, so Goriki is. Basically, helping Odakawa with his sleep issues is, like, his main role. Yeah, he, like, can't sleep. Like, true insomnia kind and of shit. And they became, like, homies. Yeah, they type. Um, uh, Shirakawa is a alpaca who works for Goriki. Yes. And Kakihana is a friend of both Go- Goriki and Odakawa, and he is played by a... Monkey? Some kind of monkey.
1: Yeah, like a white-haired... Monkey of some sort, like a sloth almost. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Well, actually, he might actually be a sloth. Slothicky. Yeah, he's a shithead, but I kind of liked him. He's awful. Yeah, he's a shithead of a person, but I liked him.
0: Very, very poor planning.
1: Yeah, he because he like he lied about his uh income on like essentially Japanese twi- on Tinder, yeah. Japanese uh you know hinge whatever ginge. Yeah, ginge. Sure, <laughs> and he. He said his what did salary to like twenty million yen? Yeah. What is that? Like two two hundred K a year? Like in America? That was his monthly. That was his income. monthly? Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Which it was it was like fifty thousand before, right? I think that's what it was. It was something that's yeah, I could believe is right. like,
0: I think it was like five hundred yen so he's definitely a part time Five hundred dollars, I mean, um a month.
1: They called yeah, they called him a part time janitor. Uh, at some point, so not to, not 200k yeah. a month buddy, but uh, yeah so, he's a, he's a shithead looking for love, he's kind of an older in dude, all in all the this, wrong places in, like literally the wrong place, I would admit but, no, I guess I'm not disparaging Tinder, but it is at this point a cesspool of bots I mean, but, I would
0: say Tinder looking for love yeah, kind of yeah. fucked
1: yeah, it's uh, not ideal, but to each their own, so we have, that's kind of Otakawa's inner Circle at the moment, and he's then presented in his uh line of cabbie uh, customers. We have what's the I call him Taichi, but what was his last name? Kawasaba, the hippo dude. Is it Kawasaba? Does Taichi Kawasaba or something like that? Yeah, it's like I know his I know his name's I know his name's Taichi. We're hippo go, boy, hippo boy, supreme. That he's obsessed with wanting to go viral. That's yeah. kind of where it all starts. And he, Which is funny, because we are too. Let us go viral. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, baby. <laughs> who do we have to blow up? <laughs> yeah, who do we have to ride? Whose cab do we have to ride to yeah. go viral, baby? Uh, but yeah, he, he's just this...
0: My cabbie looked like so grumpy, so I took this picture with him and told him to smile. So wholesome.
1: Uh, so wholesome. Retweet me. Retweet 10, me. Tag me, retweets. Hashtag me. You know, send me out. It's okay. But yeah, he was a little too obsessed, and that kind of kicked shit off. It, that's what got Odakawa kind of involved with people looking for uh this gangster named Dubo uh Dobu yeah Dobu and we're just going to
0: call him literally every type of name under the sun cuz I like to call him Dabu Dabu but I yeah. don't see
1: how that would make sense cuz there's no way in his name <laughs> Dobby the house monkey Yeah. Like, yep cuz he was some kind of gorilla monkey kind of He's hybrid He's a baboon bro He's a baboon Well <laughs> baboons obviously don't have a baboon.
0: ta- Do baboons
1: have tails that big and fluffy no. Oh well okay then I don't okay.
0: think it's tough
1: it's not supposed to be fluffy, I don't think. Pretty fluffy. It's a pretty fluffy tail. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Literally the least important thing in this entire show. Yes. But, uh... Well... Well, he, he is... He, so, why were they looking for him in the first place? Like, the, everyone was just looking for him. They what, thought
0: he was involved for some reason in the the high school girl's death.
1: And that, yeah, that's really what the first crime that is in the, the mind space of everyone in Tokyo. This high school girl from the Narima... Uh, Prefecture or area is missing, and um, yeah, no one knows no one knows where they went, and they blame this Dobu dude, I think. And uh, in that viral pic, guess who pops up in the background? Our good old baboon friend Dobu, our baboon boy, our baboon boy, and it's uh shit starts to go haywire from there. So <laughs> I I mean I I really did enjoy a lot of these characters. I mean I don't know about you, but. Did you have a favorite that was at least got your goat? Like, couldn't have been all trash. That's what I'm trying to get at. There's got to be some highlights for you. And I'll give you some of my load lights for sure.
0: From characters? Like, yeah.
1: really? They weren't.
0: Cat, I thought Catboy was interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Tanaka.
0: Because that, that's that was a wild. Wild card I wouldn't situation. say I've ever been addicted near as bad as he is to video games, but but I've heard of people like real life people that have like essentially they ran companies mm-hmm. and like started playing World of Warcraft and got so into it that they like started using money from the company to fuel their World of Warcraft microtransactions
1: guild, are no joke dude like... and then
0: end up like not working anymore and killing their business, like just really wild shit.
1: Yeah, and Tanaka is the kind of guy I mean, I resonate. He's a programmer for a game company, pretty rad. And he, yeah, he, oh, I think it was, what was the game called Zuda or Zudon? Zuenda. Zulenda or whatever. Zulendia. It's essentially Farmville, but with animals and. They, uh, it's basically Clash of Clans, bro. Oh, okay. I never played Clash of
0: Clans. <laughs> I played a lot of Clash of Clans. Did you ever put money into Clash of Clans? I didn't put money into Clash of Clans, but I put a lot of money into um, Walking Dead Road to Survival. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, a yeah. lot. Really? So, yeah. I mean,
1: as long as you keep it on lock, it could be fun, but... Yeah. I find all those
0: games are really, really fun until it feels like, like there's a some point... Where it feels like such a chore where you like yeah. have to get on or else like either your clans mad at you, your faction's mad at you, whatever you want to say. Like it actually happened to me with both um, Clash of Clans and Walking Dead, because funnily oh. enough, in, in uh, Clash of Clans, we were like the first people to really figure out the wars. Oh. This was like a long, long time. This is like when that came out. So oh, this shit. was probably I don't know, sophomore year of college, maybe junior year of college. Shit, that's almost. So a- we were like a top 15 clan for Ooh, a little while. Just because right. we like figured it out before everyone else. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, there'd be like, you know, I was a clan leader. And then eventually, like, oh people would just be like,
1: Toot your horn more, why don't you? They were just
0: begging you to be on constantly. And I'm like, dude, I literally can't just be on
1: all the time, man. And this is the kind of shit that Tanaka was talking about. Like, just, I don't, these games where it's like, you need friends, money, or time to get ahead, just like real life. It's supposed to be an escape from reality, not an augmentation of it. So, and then he just started pouring cash, just pouring cash into it. Yeah, he ended up like
0: spending like $50,000 on this stupid game. $50,000 over the course of like a couple
1: years, but that's still a lot. And they lot. said
0: like he couldn't, um, if he sold his account, he could only
1: get like a couple thousand out. Yeah. Which is insane. Right. And he... What his interesting story was he kind of had he kind of always had this what he called a sickness of just wanting to get ahead in some capacity, but in a way that felt like uh monetarily are you willing to do go over above and beyond to get ahead socially. It started with him and as a kid, everyone was collecting erasers and he tried to buy someone at his dad's no, card. No, that's actually a lie. You what? remember that? Oh no, yeah, he's like, No, he was, actually, like, it actually is a lie. Yeah. He would
0: like tell us the story. And then he'd say, No, that's actually a lie. And you're like, Well, tell us the actual story then, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he was
1: definitely like back and forth. He truly was a sick guy. Like yeah. he, he was. He tried to buy this eraser for like a thousand dollars on online. Yeah. And his dad kicked the shit out of him when he checked his CC and he's like, Dude, what are you fucking doing? It's like an eraser for a thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, I think um one thing that's tough for me to like understand is like, of course, $1,000 is a lot, but when it was even $100, he was, like, freaking out a little bit. And so, unless I can get an idea of, like, the the like financial situation of families in Japan, it's hard for me to understand why he would be, like,
1: literally sweating bullets over $100. You also have to understand that at that time, he was in third grade. Yeah. That's a lot of cash for him. And he's also kind but that's of... But
0: that almost makes it worse. At
1: third, When I was in third grade, I had no idea how much any money was. Oh, so you're saying he already had a concept of cash, which I that I think to me implies that his family was like not well off enough that they didn't have to concern themselves with cash, right? Like I he don't maybe think anyone in third
0: grade knows how much a hundred dollars is, unless their parents are
1: always saying like, "Whoa, hey, like
0: five dollars is a lot of money, you son of a
1: bitch." Yeah, right. You look back. I got a gray male uh, cockatoo because it was. The cheapest one, looking back, but my dad made some bullshit excuse, right? So I think he, his family, kind of had a concept of money a little bit, okay. So, so maybe he like knew that this is about to go fucking down. I but must
0: have missed the part where he said that he got the specific bird because it was cheapest.
1: He said, like, looking back, my dad said that he wanted me to like appreciate something despite its aesthetics, but in reality, I think what it was was it was the cheapest one in the store.
0: Okay, so, that makes that whole thing a little bit more like, so that's why I'm, like
1: salient. Right, his pa- yeah, it's like his, my parents are always trying buying my brother those otaku games, so this must be cheap by comparison. So, he had this weird concept of money because his parents must be at least somewhat conscious enough. So, um I was but, just thinking like $30 is like nothing, <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Like even when I was young, like
0: through a course of a year, you'd get more than $30. Yeah, right. At some point
1: Allowances will give you something, right? Well
0: it's just like somebody at some point will give you
1: enough, like at some like event. Right, exactly. But this girl he kinda grew up with that sense of like I need to pour in resources no matter the cost to get ahead. And the guy that was bidding against him, that ditch dash eleven, ditch Ichi Ichi, was also the dude in the game six like years later that was kicking his ass. And that's why he started pouring money into it. Like, I got I gotta beat this motherfucker. I thought his username was Ditch. No, the guy that was the guy that was selling the the guy that was selling the eraser was ditch underscore eleven eleven. No refunds, no returns. And the number one spot in the Zudan game that he was playing was ditch dash eleven eleven. And but he was like, he snapped. He was just like, fuck this guy, fuck everything. I'm just gonna go all in. And he finally got that thing he wanted and like on his phone. And he almost got run over by our boy, Otakawa. And he lost his phone. And he like just totally, like three years of spending all his time and energy to get one rare item. And he fucking snaps because it's gone. And he just totally goes absolute AWOL. I
0: will say that seemed like. Because, like like I said, I've played a lot of these games. It's very unrealistic that you would open a packet, a pack, get this character, your phone would drop in water, and then the character would be gone off your, like, account. There is, like, a cloud-based, like, portion of it. He recovers his account, and for whatever reason, everything's the same except for that one character. Except for that one Dodo's fucking gone. Because I knew you could always contact, like, their, uh, whatever, support and they can literally go back in time and look at all your opens. Yeah, right. And, like, the second you open something, it's already been, like, logged. That guy was meant... To,
1: Tanaka was mentally gone. For he, didn't sure, have, for he sure, not know He had no sense of reason. To the point where the reason why he got involved in it... He had nothing to do with any of this crime shit or the mystery that was being un, uh, uncovered or anything. And he basically goes... To, and the same day he loses his fucking super rare dodo item, his cockatoo dies. What a heart! That's a that's some cruel shit. That's some universe cruel shit. I thought the
0: cockatoo died because he had like stopped taking care of
1: it. Maybe, but he also had that line saying it's not like it was my fault. Cockatoo's natural lifespan is about fifteen years. This makes sense. It could have happened this day he was old. So he like didn't blame anyone. But when he go, when he went, well, to that go- just seems
0: like to me he's trying to make an excuse why he let his oh, freaking bird die. Oh
1: yeah, I can see that too. Um, he so he goes to bury it, and he finds Dobu's gun.
0: So coincidentally, that
1: one is a little bit iffy for me. Right? Yeah, like, this that shit's was like this wild. is weirdly coincidental, but
0: too coincidental. Like, yeah, so much so that the entire
1: show knees buckle at the weight of this insane coincidence. I mean, the fact that like it's a coincidence, yes, astronomical as it may be, but that's where <laughs> we're looking at this story, right? I don't know. Astronomical. Oh, come on. I'm not going to let that one thing there. I can go, we can go back and listen to the Gerara episode. There has to be some contrivances. We let go in that show. But the difference is in a show
0: that gives you like the supernatural, like there is some reason that all of these things are happening in Gerara. And it's similar to Baki, right? Yeah. They give this supernatural thing where like the, all these bad guys are coming to the city for some reason.
1: Right. And, You're saying that if they were to say the supernatural is its reason, you'd be okay with that contrivance.
0: Right. I mean, like
1: it does excuse it away if you're like, there's something going on. But isn't that just black box storytelling? Like you're allowed to have one black box in a story and just be like, okay, I I accept it. They told me this. I could poke holes in it, but I'm not going to. I think this is that gun. This is literally Chekhov's gun. Yeah, but they don't do that. They just
0: say he finds it. By pure coincidence, it's like, that's insane. Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: This gun was a literal and figurative Chekhov's gun. It had yet to be fired up at that point. We saw the gun. It's going to be fired. It just happened to fall into someone else's hands to do it. So I'm willing to give that one black box. It's literally, sorry, it's not a black box. It's a silver box buried in the park. How's that? It's just very, like, ridiculous. Of course it's ridiculous. They're anim- they're Everyone's an animal. It's already ridiculous. How's that? Well, they're not animals. They're, per- they're pretty animalistic. I mean, they're shit. They're alpacas and gorillas. Yeah, and yeah. This is a cat. And yeah, so he snaps. So he's he's this rogue agent just roaming the <laughs> roaming the city, like Which, looking.
0: He was a fun aspect of the show, though. Yeah, right. He That's was-
1: probably why I liked him, is he was just like pure chaos. Yes, and he wasn't like he wasn't kind of Joker where he had the supernatural power to show up at the right time. There was a reason why he showed up everywhere he did, right? Some GPS usage, some clever usage of smartphones, and then you know he yeah he turned into freaking Agent
0: freaking Forty Two all of a sudden yeah, or whatever it is.
1: Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy <laughs> shit, holy shit, do a backflip. But yeah, he, so he's he is roaming around trying to kill Oda because <laughs> he blames him for everything. He's like, it may not, it may be God, but at least this time I can blame somebody. Yeah, fucking walrus. I'm going to get him. Uh, So, yeah. So, as we got, you got him, like, all these threads everywhere. Do I think it's as good as Dorara? No. Absolutely not. If you had,
0: I would have probably ended the podcast forever.
1: And here we are. Thank you for listening overall. Class is now out of session. (laughs) Summer vacation forever. Uh, But no, clearly not good as Dorara. I'll give it that. It made an earnest attempt at all of these webs. I don't think it was complex, but I do think what the, it just was simpler. But they didn't overstep themselves. They didn't take off more meat than they could chew. I think that what they did present was solid. There was not many details that were left floating in the wind, right? At least in the mystery aspect. Even even tiny imagery, even little things, were all kind of like okay. They had a they had a thing for all of this. There's a reason why all this happened. I think, um,
0: yes, but only because they like at the very end are like, there's a reason everyone's a different animal. You know what I mean? Are we, are we, are we there yet? I mean, we're like 35 minutes in. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. But Spo- I'm just
0: saying, like, yeah, it really is the crux of the show because it makes the entire show. I mean, so we're going to start into spoilers here, but the entire show seems really freaking stupid while you're watching it because. They'll be like, how could you possibly tell that's Kakihana? And like a picture of it, like obviously Kakihana. Yes.
1: We're like, why? This This is dumb. Of course you could tell it's him. Yeah. Like you can tell that's him.
0: And then there's this scenario where, uh, what's his right. freaking cat name? Uh, Tanaka, Tanaka is wearing a skull mask and just like, like shooting up a club. And then everyone's and like, like, it's Babu. And we're ever like, what? It looks nothing Dobu. like Dobu.
1: Yeah. And that, that hit me when they go to the Halloween event in Shibuya Yeah, and he's wearing the same skull mask and everyone else is wearing the same skull mask, but they're all vastly different animals. Yeah, And you're like, what the fuck? Wait, what, wait, wait, hold on. What the fuck's going on here? Um, we saw it in a couple other places. I mean, places. that was too ham to me. Yeah. That, that was the moment I was like, cause I had this, I had the theory. But I'm like, I won't entertain you. Right, tell me your
0: theory and when you came up with
1: it. I came up with the theory around the uh, the moment we saw the first instance of saying, like, "Oh, that's Do- that's Dobu," right? Then I'm like, "Okay, there." Like, there's no way that this is not the thing. But I'm gonna let this ride out. And then he basically said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna wear the skull mask on Halloween because it's the only time around that I can I can walk around." And you see him wearing it in the diner. I'm like. Okay, this just solidified some stuff. And then episode 9, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is the truth. So the first time Tanaka was said to be dabu in the video, that's when I was like Are these people really
0: animals? Yeah, they're like they're either animals or completely dumb as shit.
1: Right. Yeah, and I was willing to believe that they're dumb as shit. Like they, maybe just they, maybe this world is so used to other animals, they just kind of are blind to the concept. I'm I was willing to let it go.
0: I think and they really tried to hammer it home once Goriki started like thinking he had some weird special power of like auras. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Otakawa. Yeah. And he showed him like a bunch of pictures that were just like blatantly obvious. And I'm just like,
1: what? <laughs> What's happening here? And I think also, too, for me, is I found it a little weird that like why also the cockatoo thing was a little weird. Why was there a bird? Yeah, there, so but, there's pets there's for pets. these animals. Like, there was a dog at some
0: point, too. Yeah, and someone was eating meat. Yeah. I was like, what fucking meat could that be? Like, <laughs> well, this he, is a world... Bro- they eat meat in too. Well, uh,
1: well, yeah, but that was taboo. This guy was eating it at a fucking restaurant. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... It's true, he was eating a steak. He was
1: eating a steak. But, I was like, this is weird. So
0: I... My theory was way back in, like, episode three, when he meets the... The brothers. The, the, the Damon the, brothers? The Daemon brothers. Diamond um,
1: brothers, yeah.
0: Because they had said, like, taxi drivers are scumbags. And I'm like, that's weird. And then you see this flashback of their memory of their parents dead in a car crash with a taxi driver. And it's like a human freaking arm sitting there. And I'm like, that's weird.
1: Yeah, okay, that's fair, too. Because I remember in episode one, uh, Odakawa's flashbacks, like, like something about he was asked something by hippo boy and his flashback to thinking back was also humans. Yeah. And I just didn't think much of it. I was just like, okay, whatever. He's definitely had some traumatic past. And, but it was definitely, as I saw more, I was like, this is really, really strange. And then it was just like
0: really obvious when they kept showing like freaking CT scans of his brain. I'm like, this dude's clearly, That's fucked. A clearly
1: human brain. Oh, Oh yeah. He's clearly a fucked up dude. But another one too, is that he like, Otakawa was talking about, you know, it's human nature. Wait, what? He yeah. said human nature. I'm like, that human shouldn't be a thing. But also what also did it for me that kind of started to tweak my brain out a bit, the comedy duo was called the Homo Sapiens.
0: Well, that was just, that's double weird, though. If they're humans,
1: why would you name
0: it Homo Sapiens?
1: I, I guess common, like comedy group, like, hey, we're the humans. Uh, like uh-huh. They're also not a good comedy group. Let's yeah, get that. Let's don't get fair. that twisted. Baba and What's-His-Face were not good. At all. Baba and Warthog. Baba and Warthog. Timon and Pumbaa.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, cause so, I, I guess I do... Um, Like, in certain animes, it's very clear that they're trying to make certain characters look like frogs or look like yada yada. So, like... Yeah. It is human nature, I think, to try to... Give
1: that... Yeah.
0: You know, give credence to the fact that these humans look like a rat, or this guy looks like a, you know, a horse.
1: Exactly. Like that, that person's very mousy, or like this person definitely looks very uh, gorilla esque, right? But like, I do think that they
0: clearly wanted that to be a big hitter. And like, just for me, since I realized it from episode three,
1: it was just like, okay. For me, it was a big hitter, not for the reason they wanted me to. Like, do I think it was a good twist? Yeah, I think it was a pretty good twist, all things considered. The reason why we can get to it in a second, but. Look, the one thing you know we said it ad nauseum the Beast Star stuff, and it's important to bring it up here for a different reason. You, the use of animal anthropomorphized characters is not an unconscious choice. If it were, that'd be the dumbest. It's it's clearly a dumb thing. So at first, I'm like, there's a reason why they're doing it, but they've but none of these characters made any mind. That there are, in fact, animals. Yeah, no, except for no, sure at all. Odakawa was standing with Sandra's breath, like, oh, yeah, she's the only uh, packer around here. Where did that monkey go? He was the only guy referring to anyone else as their species, and everyone else would call guy, woman, boy, girl, and that's it. And that's what also tipped me off a bit. To me, this is a prop, the only time I've ever seen a proper subversion of the use of animal characters in a show. It subverted that, right? It was because it, it, there what was about a B&A? that was that was the worst of the three shows we have ever watched <laughs> it was the, it, it was a, a
0: bad show but I yeah. mean
1: there was beast people and normal people that's not a subversion they did the most milk toast adaptation <laughs> of that it goes that Beastars season one just above it Beastars season two a little above that and I would say out taxis a little bit up here that's a good use because it subverted that trope that's been going around a lot and really kind of pulled the wool so to speak, over your eyes. And it was pretty cool. Um and I, I liked the I would
0: surmise that probably a lot of people didn't put the pieces together. And that and And so that's probably why we're seeing such a large um let's just say outcrying of praise for the show. But like for me, since I knew from like episode three something was fucky with the animals. Yeah. Um like, I admittedly it, I, Like, it just wasn't, it didn't impact me when they're like, this is what happened. And
1: I think we've talked about it probably earlier in the life of this podcast. I have a tendency to allow myself to go along for the ride. As I've got, as we've done this more, it's hard to backseat an analytical. Yeah. Con- yeah. It's hard to like, kind of let yourself just, ah, like I'm on rails. Keep your arms and legs inside at all times. Just kind of enjoy it. Not to say I don't we don't enjoy shows, obviously we do. But well, it's like um, Perfect Blue
0: that we watched a couple weeks ago. Me and Pat bought, yeah. Like you want to analyze it, but it's just so wacky and like there's no real answers to any of these questions, right? And so like things like that are really um, really tiring. Of course. And then like shows like this, where it's like if you really just follow the the very easy hints, at least to me. I mean, and like once again as a podcaster an anime podcaster like we are we yeah. do like have to dig into these shows yeah and try to compare them to other shows we have to do you know some comparisons contrasts but I- who we think would like it who we think wouldn't like it why this show's good why it's yes. bad good characters bad characters and that does tend to like make maybe a show without like super originality. Like, it doesn't allow it to shine very
1: well, I guess, at least for me. I'm starting to, this show, I think, maybe I did it inadvertently, because while I had, what I do kind of now is I have, like, theories logged up, but I don't give them, like, oh, this is the one, right? I texted you episode nine, because I'm like, okay, this is the moment where I realize of the theories that's what's going on in this mystery, this is it. Like, okay, I have all the pieces, I'm good.
0: Okay, but what was a mystery? There was, like, no mystery to me. The only thing I still don't really get is why he was talking to some random force in his house in episode one. So,
1: it wasn't a random force. It was the cat. He had a cat. Right, but, like, why not just show the fucking cat? Because if you, like, it was a blue-eyed cat. The victim, Mitsuki, was a blue-eyed cat in his own mind. It was just kind of this, I liked that a lot. It was kind of an artistic decision to have the, everyone thought that a blue-eyed cat girl was locked in his house, when in reality, that was the truth because everyone else was not a human, was not animals. They were all humans. So they were all like this blue, like this girl who Odakawa was seeing as a blue-eyed cat chick, when reality was a blue-eyed cat. In his house, so everyone's like, "You have this cat girl in your house, don't you?" And he, like, he never, like, confirmed her. I guess he denied it, but everyone was <laughs> suspicious of him. No, in the end of the day, <laughs> that's what it was. I think it was, it was like, it was a fun artistic choice. I liked it a lot. Um, it's a wink, but it's not. It's like a wink. A... Sure, it's an artistic little I don't thing. Know. Um, the fizzle. The real. The real mystery was that fucking other fried. The fried chicken girl was out here murdering people. Did you catch that? Fried chicken girl. The the green-eyed cat that replaced Mitsuki in the in the, uh, the idol trio. Did you miss all that? Fried
0: Chicken Girl.
1: Yes. There are three people oh, in Mystery oh, oh. Kiss.
0: Mitsuya's replacement. Yes. Is it Mitsuki or Mitsuya? Mitsuya.
1: Mitsuya. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mitsuya's replacement killed Mitsuya by strangling her when she was going to meet the Calico Girl. And she said, I might just murder one more person and make myself a solo act. So the she had alluded that she already killed the Calico chick. Hmm. And then she was also killing all of her other witnesses. That's why she got in the taxi at the end of Otakawa's, at the end of the whole series. She was on the phone with her ma. Interesting. Yeah. So like that was the real kind of solution to all of that. She killed Mitsuya. Basically, they covered it up because she knew that the dog chick was going to go meet her. And they're like I didn't do anything yet I had planned to kill her Because I wanted the spotlight And you gotta help me out And Yamamoto was like I'm gonna call some thugs up To go destro- get this body out They disposed the body And the deal to do that Was taking half of Mystery Kiss's Earnings, earnings. And get- use their people Those badger games That badger play yeah. I had to look that up I didn't re- realize it's a real thing oh, but That that's sounded a real- like honeypot It's basically a honeypot You suck them dry You make them debt- Either take it all uh, like, take all their money and bounce. Or, uh, what she didn't know is Kakihara was basically poor as fuck. Right. And so, <laughs> debt collected, <laughs> collected debt from the gang that was using her in the first place. So, that whole cycle was a thing. Um, yeah,
0: um. But, yeah, at the end of the day. What what about, this was kind of, like, thinly veiled, but once you find out what happened, it was pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Um, the skunk boy. Yes. What was his name?
1: Uh, oh, Skunk Boy. Emi. Emi. Um, I- I- Irami. I think it was like Emi. 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 There's an R in there somewhere. Irami or something like that. I don't know.
0: Whatever. Skunk uh, boy. Skunk boy. Yeah. He in the very first time we see him when he's talking to Nikaido, he tells him that Mitsuya is bad at dancing. All of a
1: sudden, he caught it. Yeah. yeah. He
0: like knew because he's such a super fan. Yeah. That there was something different.
1: Yes. So oh, that
0: that was a good little naughty.
1: I th- I honestly thought that was that a little naughty. I I thought that sh- that the body you know that going missing and the mask on the black cat chick was that they had snagged her to be forcibly in this idol group. So I didn't quite catch that. I was like bad dancer, like. What if she's not at, like, maybe she's just changing. Maybe they're, like, to- like you know, well, you never holding could- her captive or we something You never like that. would have
0: been able to figure it out until the end when you knew there was two black cats.
1: Yeah, right. Then I caught him, like, okay, that's probably the much more obvious So I will
0: say, kind of weird, because um, there's only black cats in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in Odakawa's brain. Yeah, right. Like, in real life, they'd be
1: two very distinct human beings. They'd probably find someone maybe different enough, like, same enough. A body double? But essentially, yeah, a body double, but she didn't, I don't know, she wasn't gymnastic, figure skating, ballet, track team trained. Right. So she—that's she's a absolute klutz that loves eating fucking fried chicken. Like, you gain five kilos, you're fucking fired. She's like, I know. <laughs> all right, I will. And she's like, no, I'm not, because I'll kill your other chicks, too. And you don't do it. I am gonna <laughs> do it. But where I was going with all that, this show has made me reevaluate how I evaluate shows, I think. I w- <laughs> this, this show has done it? Well, yeah, because it's kind of like what you just said, right? I think a lot of people are blown away by this show because of that big drop. And I do think that Odd Taxi's that big drop of what Otakawa <laughs> had. and drop in quality. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to flip this table I did direction. think... What? I was
0: kind of thinking, what if the way that... You know, it's kind of like aesthetically blocky and like... It's almost not solid art, right? What if that's part of his, like, visuals?
1: Oh, you know, like... The lens by which he's, his brain damage yeah. kind of did everything.
0: Because uh, it, it's like... It, there's, like, a specific aesthetic to this show. Which I enjoyed a lot. It I I was it pretty too, cool. And, like, yeah. the way the cars would, like... I don't know. That almost looked like South Park a little bit. How there'd be like a piece of paper going into a parking spot and like doing that little shake thing and then leaving.
1: Yeah, right. It's whoever, whatever decision was made to do this aesthetic was, I think, very smart for the story and the characters. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no. Just I'll finish it out because, well, at least this thought. The one thing I'm thinking is how do I evaluate a show while still enjoying it in the way I think that they were intending? Because I think I used to do this, I used to get blindsided by stuff that now feels obvious and I don't really want that for myself, right? So I think what I need to do is try not to be analytical and do my best to shut my brain off going through it and then once it's just kind of done, be it a season or a whole show as a, as the uh, entirely fed to me, then and only then do I flip on the PhD wrinkles and go back and try to like and then try to evaluate it from a professorial perspective right it's probably hard nay impossible i don't know but because i hit it later than you did this drop and i think it was because there was that moment where i was just like all right let's just see what they got and then the second where i got more details i couldn't help but put them together yeah i couldn't help it so i don't
0: know it's like i think and we've talked about this i think in the past but yeah i watch or i mean i read like detective books, spy books, stuff like that. So I'm always trying to figure out the plot beforehand and good writers do, do enough to give you enough red herrings and enough like plausible plot lines to where you're not going to get it right. Like intentionally because they're, they're obfuscating the true plot. Yeah. And so I am looking for that, but in 14 episodes, that's not really realistic. And, you know, like a 700-page yeah. book, yeah, of course, they can obfuscate like half the plot until nearly halfway through.
1: And is, but, this, is this a byproduct of absorbing enough narratives, absorbing enough tropes, themes, motifs, and storytelling that it's – because would you say that this piecing together of the real solution or the, or the story as, from the rip, is that an active endeavor for you? Or do you find that just kind of a passive thing? Because I find that for myself, it becomes passive at some point when I get enough details. I mean, it's
0: it's passive, but I mean, of course, it takes active like, wrinkle usage to like try right. to figure something out. Uh, I mean, the other thing I thought that was kind of strange about this, just like mm-hmm. there's plenty of opportunities for Otakawa to just go to the police and get this stuff done. Instead of going to the, apparently the only two police officers Thank in the you. entire effing
1: city. That's my probably my biggest gripe with this they're story. Related. Yeah, my biggest gripe with this whole story is oh, we have the police in our back pocket. No, you fucking don't. You have one cop in all of Tokyo, even if it's just the prefecture, right? What are you guys smoking? Like, is there only two cops in this entire and they happen city? happen to be brothers, and one the- happens to be an absolute dipshit. Yeah. And yeah, Lil, Lil Damon, he's I, res- I he's a dipshit, but he's the love little dipshit. But like, now what's you, happening here? An awful cop, like good sense of justice, real good sweet boy. But man, he's not a bright cookie. He right. is not bright. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like that—that that was maybe the contrivance I'm not willing to accept. Is just they seem to be the only two cops ever in play. Yeah, until the end when we have this giant chase.
0: Yeah, or all a, now, yeah
1: all of a sudden and no one found it weird that two non-cops in the leading cop car and there's four other cop cars in like a flying V formation no one pulled up like hey wait these guys aren't fucking cops like who are we following Wait, like, this is yeah. not cool or maybe they were following him I don't know uh, uh, at the end of the day like that's the, that's something that was not cool because that was a pretty big linchpin of the story is there's those cop being involved 100% exclusive every situation that involved cops or just them so um, but yeah, this but, show I, and
0: like yeah. everyone was just like so poor with money and like, well, just for instance, there's this plot line about Goriki's just going to shut down his clinic so that Shira Kao doesn't get hurt, like doesn't go to jail for stealing medicine. And I'm like, that seems stupid. I thought that was only temporary. Like he was just trying to make sure he was just gonna like dissolve his business. Literally, maybe I missed that detail. And the only reason he was able to reopen at all was because Odecolle
1: made a deal for both to be Gucci. Yeah, yeah, with Dabo. So,
0: but like, yeah. Not only that, I mean, you aren't gonna just notice all of a sudden that all of your drugs are missing, and nobody would get in trouble for that, like. It was just such a strange plot point. Like, w- like, what is your possible idea here of, like, why Shirakawa is worth enough <laughs> as an employee, a well, nurse? Well, if, if you think about it,
1: he has, like, two employees. Like, okay, so to... the other
0: one's worth dog shit in comparison
1: uh, to well, shut down apparently your not, because she's the one who caught the pill discrepancy, right? I'm
0: just saying. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. You're willing to shut down your business and screw this other chick out of a job and yourself. In order to save this llama, (laughs) that was just dumb. Alpaca, and yeah, and (laughs) then dude wins the lottery just to buy three hundred thousand CDs of this one
1: group. Now hold on, that's some that's some idol super fan shit. I can I can post it online. Now that was dumb. The
0: actual numbers and everything, like on his ticket.
1: I think you have to. Yeah, okay. One that I don't. That's actually just him being an actual dumbass. Like that has nothing to do with the story, but it does like his idiocy definitely comes into play.
0: And then there's this point where he, he, now that he's going to be rich, he says, Odakawa, let me give you some money. And he goes, nah. And he goes, all right, fine. How about you come by the place I work and you can drink and eat and do all this stuff for free. Yeah. What does that mean? Is that, is he footing the bill or is he just somehow not Putting it on the freaking register.
1: I think he's just putting it on his tab. Like, hold on, hold on. This this we'll pay it. Like, I'm gonna pay this when I get it. That's nuts. But but, that is nuts. But again, so we we can establish he's not a bright guy because he also said this was back when he won it, right? Wasn't he gonna wait like till Christmas two months till Christmas? That's a debt. He was like like Dom Perignon Rosé. Like it's uh, also
0: dumb as shit to wait that long.
1: Well, yeah, because he wants to time it until the CD debuts of the of Mystery Kisses debut, and then um, that's that's some idle super fan shit. I can at least get behind. Somehow
0: that. Somehow he wins the lottery and gets to keep all one billion rather than like being taxed at fifty plus percent.
1: <laughs> I don't know what Japanese. Uh, it can't be like you get all your winnings. I guess that's fair. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but they do let him keep a, a shit ton. Did yeah. They say he kept
0: all one billion. No, because he gave money to Otakawa's chick, Check his like.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, Caregiver yeah. lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So.
0: But I mean, their whole plan was to steal the billion dollars. Right.
1: They were gonna steal all. Because they, yeah, they just let him have it all. Fascinating. Yeah. I don't know how Japanese lotteries work. But I mean, shit. I guess
0: that's, like, really splitting hairs at this point. Yeah, but right. It was really frustrating to for
1: me. Okay. I mean, that's like, fine.
0: T- taxes mean nothing in this world.
1: <laughs> they don't. They don't in an I animal guess. world. I guess. Sorry. It is the human world. I wanted to educate folks on... Because I did a little research on what they based, like, why the fuck did brain damage make him see everyone as animals? They exaggerated for a narrative flair, but visual agnostia's... Um, Agnosia or agnostia is a real thing. And agnania, I don't know. But there are two types. There's uh, there's the one that he has where he can recognize the existence and the corporeal nature of an object. So he could like avoid it and interact with it, but doesn't, can't discern its form is called appreciative visual agnoia, And basically he had that flavor, which is a real documented when you have a temporal or frontal lobe kind of damage which you would have had from a car wreck because what happened to him in his past, he had a pretty shit fam life. His mom was kind of, his dad was a drunk beat, deadbeat and had a, a mistress. Beat. He's a drunk beat. He would beat him drunk and he would drunk beat. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he had a mistress. He was a shitty guy. Mom loaded dad in the back of the car. You know, little Odakawa was always teased for being this kind of chunky dude. And uh, he just like had this diary and he was like, I just wish, You know, I don't like people. They make me anxious. I like animals. They call me a walrus. Sometimes I wish I was a walrus. And they, again, obviously, this is where they do the big reveal, but I mean, you know, yeah, he gets brain damage from a car wreck, double suicide into the river in the wharf. And um, he pops out, and that's how he sees everyone as animals, which I kind of can understand that because, like, we saw at the end, everyone was kind of like, looked like they're animals maybe he just exaggerated it in his own mind so um i just like i I don't know i just like the use of it as just the way his kind of dysmorphia just perceived the world and
0: yeah i mean like that's not a part of it that i was struggling with like i thought that was a fairly reasonable like solution and use of that trope yeah Right?
1: Like, mm-hmm. definitely better than, like, yeah, they are actually are animals. <laughs> yeah, right. Cause, and then if they, okay, dude, if it end up, ended up with them being animals and they just never make any mention or anything, bad, 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 3000% bad. There was no use for this narrative trope yeah. at all.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, all in all, I had a very good time with it. I'm going to give it a score Ethan's not going to agree with, but um, it had its problems, but. I am also a sucker for self-contained one season stories. So I really enjoyed that. I'm going to give Odd Taxi an 86. Yeah, I knew. I know you're going to throw your head back at that. Wow. Yeah, there were some contrivances I was not a fan of. The cop thing was very weird and very convenient. The gun thing I can forgive because he had a reason to go bury that bird in the park. Wild. But then pick that exact tree. I'm just saying, well, like. We've seen, it's just, like it could have been anybody just hadn't picked that one. There's no reason it just happened to be that way. You know? Uh, and this, this show is about astronomical odds. Like Odakawa picked random numbers from his picture in a locker room and it happened to win Skunk Boy a billion yen. I mean, that happens though. You don't yeah, just the, pick the, a the, random fucking tree dude, and find a gun under it. Dude, you picked dude, that's that's like picking one number to win the, like, I don't know, because like, that's like picking the right tree seven times. Seven times in a in a list of I don't know. I just I see Pim finding the gun much more likely than what Otakawa Except did with the lot. Like how many guns are
0: even in Japan? Not many. So like that's trillion times more insane. I we could go. Anyway, on. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a originally I was considering a 72. Okay. And I've decided to bump it up one point for the <laughs> OP <laughs> just because it was like actual fire. The,
1: Apple, the, the OP was, was a It was one of it, the
0: yeah. only times that I, I wanted to listen to the OP every episode. It really was soothing. It was just, yeah. just
1: chill, jazz hop. And I was very much for it. So you're going to give it a 73? Yeah. Jeezy Pete. It opinion. is higher than I put both seasons of Beastars. Uh, Yeah. I think this is probably higher than I put. Hopefully. We... We have American, now, can look at it we can, right now. thank you very much to our fan Saint, uh, he had told us in the discard, he tabulated all of the scores we had given all of the shows we've ever done. Did he like put them alphabetical or in order that we did them? In the order we did them. Okay. Obviously. I'm, well, I'm saying, I mean, so, <laughs> what did I get stars last week? That's how, that's how much we need this list. I don't even remember <laughs> last, last week. Last week you
0: gave it a 77.
1: I gave okay, B season two to seventy-seven. Yeah. Okay, cool. And why I give B Stars? Uh because I want to redact that score. It needs to be lower than. You gave it a 74. Oh, I am I am on fucking
0: brand. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I gave season one a 69.
1: a, a Funny number. <laughs> why? What's funny about um, it? It's funny. Just, yeah, it's like uh, the same
0: one upside down, though. And the other. Last season or whatever season two, yeah. I gave it sixty seven.
1: You actually hate you hated. I guess you you did mention that you hated. Almost well, like I knew. Listen, what I was doing. listen. We are we are men of our word and uh, professors in our own right. So I mean this this one put it on the books. Yeah, eighty six. I really really liked it. It was self contained. It was definitely had an like a high art feel. Like they've wanted it to be like you're saying. Ooh, it's fucking high
0: art. Ooh, yeah. But you know. I mean, it's not as bad as anything I've watched from Satoshi Kon, so...
1: There you go. That's that's fair. I um, mean, that
0: guy just thinks he's a freaking bee's knees. Yeah. And you read... The funniest part is you read these reviews for these shows, and they're like, oh my god, masterpiece. I don't know what happened, but masterpiece. And it's like, that's not a good...
1: This, this, this wasn't a... And You know what I liked in the two? It was a mature show without too gory, too sexualized. It It had a lot of mature stuff. I mean, the stuff between... Baba and the Warthog, I mean... What score did you give it? What? This one? 86. Lock it down. Oh, or we actually... This is this is wise. I think this is how we got to do it. Well, I don't know what I gave it, though. 73. 72, but plus one for the Fire OP. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I can remember two seconds ago, not, not two episodes ago. See, I
0: can't even do it two seconds ago. So
1: we need this list. So thank you, Saint, for doing the painstaking work of tabulating this stuff. We'll get average and mean scores. I mean, that's easy enough yeah that's pretty easy so i honestly think that's it thank you guys for coming to class yeah. and listening to this odd taxi episode uh you know links in all of the uh, places you get your podcast fixed. you know like comment subscribe on youtube obligatory i'm gonna do it i'm gonna work from home tomorrow i'm just gonna pump them out. Well, i'm, just gonna, yeah, do I'm it. just gonna do it you know i'm just stuck it up but then you get another week of just like like, absolute blasting an episode a day on YouTube, which some uh-huh. people seem to like, so... C'est um, la vie. C'est la vie. Um, if you want to give us a little monetary love, only if you can, patreon.com slash $1 and up gets you into our Discord with all of our past guests and lovely folk like Saint, who did all... I'm just gonna... He, he deserves it. He's doing some serious mad lad energy work out here. And $3 and up gets you syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual sideshow where we talk about life or experiment with visual shit. So, yeah, I'm gonna go home and watch that Marvel "What If." I'm really excited for that. <laughs> what that's, if? That's some Marvel m- multiverse of madness stuff that I'm gonna unravel with my high. I feel my 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 wrinkles are calling for such a such an endeavor to unravel those mysteries.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. Kind of you know over I mean? that kind of shit now.
1: You're over the Marvel thing. Yeah. Wow. Too good for too good for
0: it. Too good for that bastardization of I,
1: the... I think i think phase four might be your thing the multiverse thing
0: kind of doubt it well it's, um, it's in con- the wrong con- period of history unfortunately
1: well i'll convince you yet we'll see in- well until <laughs> i can get ethan to come unravel the mysteries of the universe from the comfort of our couches i'm ricky <laughs> and i'm spirit guy. Nameless. and this has been Weebology. deuces, <laughs> deuces. <laughs> we keep this name I literally
0: forgot what I called myself.
1: Nothing. You were were nameless. You were he without a name. I said something about spirit at some point, You were just a, 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 a spiritual entity.